This is Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. We couldn't think of anyone better to bring on for our first episode about mental health in the midst of a pandemic than um, my dear friend, Sister Miriam James Heidland, author of Loved As I Am, a very popular book from Ave Maria Press. You might remember her episode with Father John Burns on healing and forgiveness um, in our original mental health series. And today she and I are sitting down and chatting a bit about hope and prayer in the midst of this crisis. Um, as always, her insights are remarkable, and what she has to say is, is very fruitful. Um, and I can tell you from just the time that we spent together chatting, I felt immensely better after hearing many of her insights, especially about how she's breaking up her day and how she's finding the, the presence of God in the midst of, of some of the confusion and fear and uncertainty. So without further ado, um, a quick chat with Sister Miriam James Heidland on hope and prayer in the midst of a pandemic. Sister, thanks so much for joining us back on the show. Yay, thank you for having me, Katie. Delighted yeah. to be back with you. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Just adjusting to uh, a new normal for a while, at least, huh? I think yeah. all of us were, were quite surprised in just, this, just the sweeping way the world has changed in a matter of two weeks. I don't think we ever would have thought we would be here, but here we all are. <laughs> what does it look like? What does quarantine look like with a bunch of sisters? <laughs> Well, you know, our life is, you know, almost, I almost feel like telling everybody like, welcome to our life anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I live out in the Texas countryside. So our, you know, our life is very quiet and, you know, we're still in a place where the sisters that I live with, they go to work every day at our, we have a retreat center. We've got all these administrative buildings. So they still go to work every day. And I, I'm at home doing just various, I'm running errands for the elderly sisters who live next door and things like that. And, but yeah, it's just a quiet time. And I, I was very convicted right when this first started that the Lord was speaking something very deeply and I don't, I don't want to waste the time. You know, I really don't want to waste it. And I want to hear what the Lord is saying. Cause I really believe that this is happening in Lent for a reason. And I yeah. think God is trying to speak to each one of us. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's definitely been moments, at least for us, Tommy's home from work, Rose is home from school, I'm not getting on and off of planes, yeah. kind of a moment of, of slowdown that was forced upon us, but is a bit of a gift. And I hate to say yes. that because it's, you know, I know it's hardship for a lot of people and it's going to be hardship for us in the long run, but it's also still, there's some, some blessing in all of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree with you. It is. It's, it's a way that the Lord is telling all of us and, and in the hardship, in the struggle and the suffering, and all of us are having to face some things that perhaps we didn't want to face or that we were too busy to face and looking deep within too. And I think it's allowing a lot of people to assess priorities and what really matters. And so, and the fact that it's happening across the world, it's not just yeah. happening to one demographic or one nation, it's happening to planet earth. And so I think we can't miss that. Like the Lord is clearly trying to tell us something. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. How can people then process that, especially people that might be struggling because they're isolated alone? I mean, they're single, they live in a city away from their family, they're not working. I'm specifically thinking of the young lady that I I was her confirmation sponsor. She's in New York City. She has one roommate. She hasn't left her house in 10 days. Um, Like how how can we deal with maybe some of the things that are bubbling up from under the surface (laughs) because we are forced to sit with our thoughts or it gets tired binging Netflix all day long. What, what can we do? Yeah. 
I, I think there's several things. I think the first thing you have to do is be very honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that we have to be very honest about what comes up in our hearts. And I, I don't know about you, Katie, but I know for me during, from day to day, you know, like the different things arise in my heart during different times of the day. And sometimes I feel really peaceful about this. And sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, I can do this and I don't know what's going to happen, but that's okay. Sometimes I feel fear arise. Sometimes I feel anxiety. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed. And I think stopping right there and saying, okay, what, what's happening right now? You know, or, or is something arising in my heart that I'd rather avoid? Mm -hmm. And just the Lord, Lord, can you come and be present with me here? What is this saying to me? If, if it's panic, if it's anxiety, what is the anxiety saying? Is it saying this is hopeless and life is not going to change or I can't face myself or there's something in my life. So I, you know, our hearts, like we talked about in the earlier interview on um, healing and forgiveness mm -hmm. and things like that, that our hearts are always trying to tell us something. Mm -hmm. And many times we do the things that we used to numb out with are being rapidly taken away from us. Yeah. And so we're of course more and more really to like the bride of Israel to go into the desert and to be led by the Lord. Um, I think that I was also just reflecting on just the profound, really gift of technology, because, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at some of the different pandemics that have happened to planet earth, they've happened to planet earth, but planet earth didn't have technology. I mean, look right. at you and I were sitting both in yeah. our rooms and we are connecting and there's so many things happening online with online Eucharist adoration, mm -hmm. online mass, people praying together. And I think to be, uh, to be intentional about doing some of those things. If you can't, you know, sometimes some places churches are still open and go and sit in the church, but if you can't, instead of just watching Netflix all day, invest in something holy, invest in mm -hmm. something where you're with other people, so to speak, but your focus is on the Lord. It's on prayer. It's on, if you're a member of 12 step meeting, 12 step meetings are having online meetings just yeah. all over the place right now. So I think that, um, that that's the tent. I think the temptation for many of us is to be like, oh, I'm a victim and there's nothing I can do about it, which for some of us plays into familiar parts of our story. But the truth is, okay, like the Lord is sovereign and he's still here mm -hmm. and he, he's not leaving us. He's not abandoning us. So, so what's happening and what can I do about it now? Like my spiritual director says, you know, many times in life we ask ourselves, why is this happening to me? Why, why, why? And he's like, ultimately that's not really the question. And the question we want to ask is why, but how will I respond now? Okay. Yeah. So how will I respond now to what's arising in my heart and just being very honest about all the places of our heart? Yeah. What can I control? And, yes. and is it going to be, woe is me? Or is it going to be, what is God asking of me? Um, yeah. I know, I know for Tommy and I, in our neighborhood, the, the guys next door, it's a special needs house. And so obviously they are high risk population. A few of them have diabetes. One of the guys has, has heart condition. So we've been doing their grocery shopping. Oh, um, Tommy goes yes. and picks up the groceries and drops them on the door and leaves a little note. And it's like, obviously we can't see them. We wave at them over the fence and they know Rose has a bounce house, but it's just that act of service over the yeah. past couple of weeks has brought us a sense of we're still connected. Yes, we've only seen the three of each other the past yeah. few days and we're, we're going a little stir crazy, but we got to watch Mass with the Bishop. I haven't been to Mass with our Bishop in a long time. And it was yeah. really kind of beautiful to get to see it up close. Or, mm -hmm. you know, Rose being able to send little videos to friends of ours and just like, hey, we're praying for you. We miss you. Like there's moments that we can find joy yeah. in the midst of this if we're honest with, okay, mm -hmm. this is hard, but I can mm -hmm. respond in a different way. Like the joy mm -hmm. just can't be superficially manufactured. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. And I think that's really true, Katie. And I love that. And the places that we can go out and serve others to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and many, you know, and, and I mean, we have a, on our, on our, and all of us, you know, we're gone a lot, you know, the sisters work at the office and I travel out and things like that. But on our dining room table for the first time in like two years that we lived together, we have a 2000 piece puzzle going oh, cool. on. And I just like stuff like that. I, I finally finished a book that I've been wanting to read for a long time. And I know yeah. that might sound silly to certain people, but I'm like, 
oh, you know, I, these are things I wouldn't have given myself the luxury because I was quote unquote too busy, whatever that means. Right. Um, but it's just like a different way of, of life. And we don't know how long this is going to last or what's going to happen. But I know for myself, you know, I had to um, just look at my day and look at versus looking at it as an overwhelming number of, you know, a lot unallotted hours. I split my day into three parts. So I have from like the morning time I get up till noon, noon to five, and then five until I go to bed. And so I have like a task for each each portion of the day. And so that helps mm. also order my own time of kind of what's happening. And, and yeah, spending time doing a puzzle or just spending more time. It's just going for a walk or things like that. There's just certain things I think that, um, that just are important to us during this time that we have yeah. to be able to, to, to participate in versus just kind of lay down, so to speak, and let, you know, let the days pass over us. Right. So right. It's a, it's a forced slowdown that we can yep. use in a productive way for ourselves, for our families, for the Lord. Let's mm -hmm. shift gears for a second and talk about prayer during this time. Um, because I know, you know, no Latin rite dioceses have public mass mm -hmm. pretty much from here on out. Um, yeah. We're hoping that's obviously lifted much sooner rather than later, but it's where churches are getting creative. We had a Eucharistic procession through the neighborhoods of our parish this past weekend, and Jesus drove by on a Ford, and, and it was <laughs> profound and also not something I ever thought I would see in my lifetime. Yeah. But the person right now that's listening to this is like, okay, yeah, I, I'm going to have to deal with my feelings. I'm going to have to be honest. I know that there's some healing that has to be done, but I don't want to talk to God right now because he shut the churches and I'm angry. Yeah. How does that person pray? And, and what can they do to spark some prayer in their life? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I love that you just said, you know, that the, the fact that whatever the anger is or whatever the fear is, and I, I know I, I'll say that again, just to be very honest about that place. Cause many times we try to navigate. It's like, it's like trying, you and I trying to dance around the room about something that's really important, but we, neither of us want to talk about it. And so I think just naming that is really, it's really important. And just to ask the Lord, you know what? I don't even know where to start right now, but could you help me? Could you help me pray? Could you, and I, for us Catholics, I mean, there's many things like that. Magnificat is giving all their free resources yeah. are now online. So we can still read the readings for mass and we can still even do a little Lexio Divina of taking that time in the morning. But it's, it's just like the things that are always the most important to make time for them. Mm -hmm. And so I think now more than ever, we really have to make time for the things that are life-giving and that feed us. So if mornings are your best time, we have to set aside time in the morning. Well, I'm going to pray. And whether that's spending time in sacred scripture, whether that's spending time with the rosary, whether it's going for a walk, something where we are tangibly doing it, not waiting around till I'll get to that later, but really making that happen. And I think it's surprising what we can do, um, mm -hmm. what happens when we do that. And I know for myself, like I cried when our, our when our diocese canceled mass, I wept and I, mm -hmm. I really felt like I really felt like the bride in the song of songs where the bridegroom has been taken away from her mm. and she goes in search of him. And she's like, you know, tell me where he is, who my heart loves. Tell me, I just cry. Like it pierced me to the soul. Yeah. And I, I think that there's an, there's a longing that comes, you know, there's a longing that comes like we know, ne I never thought why we would live to see these days where we just couldn't go to mass. And I was repenting so deeply of where I was taking the Lord for granted, even as a sister where I go to mass every day. And sometimes you just show up and you go through the motions. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Lord. I mean, God forbid, seriously. Like, so I think being, we have to be uh, very careful about that. And if we have to in places for life giving for what gives us life. And that's what the Lord is calling us to. And like we said, this is happening during Lent. Nothing happens out of coincidence that the Lord is calling us back to himself. He's mm -hmm. doing this on purpose to call us back to himself and, and amen to that and amen yeah. to it. Yeah. I, um, I think that's the perfect place to stop that, that it's an invitation, a call back to himself. Well, thank you for taking the time, sister. God bless you, Katie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Honesty and a call back to himself. 
two things that we, we really need to pay attention to. Honesty with how we're feeling. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be nervous or anxious that we shouldn't push that down, but we should confront it. And to also be grateful in, in moments of anxiety and, and recognize here are things that I can be grateful for. Here are things that I can do. Um, Sister Miriam's book, Loved As I Am, is an excellent read. We'll have the link for the ebook down in the show notes. Um, as well as a couple other resources that she and I talked about after we stopped recording um, that we'll put down in the show notes for you to be able to access at this time. Uh, Just as a friendly reminder, the content here in this Mental Health Reboot will be dropping every Thursday for the next few weeks. We've got episodes coming up with Roy Pettifee, a licensed professional counselor, Leah Darrow, the founder of the Looks app, We've got a conversation with Scott Weeman, um, the founder of Catholic in Recovery, as well as Tommy Ty, the Catholic hipster. So we've got more conversations coming um, about what we can be doing during this time to stay mentally healthy, to stay focused on the Lord in the midst of this pandemic, which which is a, something that many of us have never faced before and, and, and we really don't know quite how to navigate. And here at Ave Explores, we want to be here for you. We want to walk this road with you. We want to provide this content to help you during this time. We'd be grateful for a rating and a review um, so that other folks can find this podcast more easily and and take advantage of these resources. Um, And please go over to AveMariaPress.com to find all of our mental health series that we did earlier in 2020. We think that would be really fruitful for you, as well as all of the backlogged episodes from that initial series that we did, including the episode with Father John Burns and Sister Miriam James Heitland, which we referenced in the show. Please know that we're praying for you, that we're with you. We want you to stay healthy and stay safe.